Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Inside Career Technical Education. It's so great to have you with us today. I'm Ann Baldwin, one of the hosts of this program. And I'm Ann's co-host, Jim Beloga, President and CEO of YTI Career Institute. And Ann, I'm so excited to be here with you today. It is fun. We love telling success stories. There's so many of them um, from YTI Career Institute. And today we have with us Faith Smith. Faith um, graduated from the YTI York campus um, in the veterinary program. And we're going to talk to her about that. She's got just such an amazing story, just 25 years old. So Faith, we'll get into your story. But first of all, thank you so much for telling your story. We appreciate you being here. Yes, thank you for the opportunity to be here. So talk a little bit about, we said you're 25 years old. So let's go back to high school. You're in high school. Um, Where did you go from there? I'm sure a lot of your friends are looking at universities and deciding what they're going to do with their future. Um, And you did the same thing. What was your thought process and and how did you get to where you're at? Yes. Um, So I actually, um, in high school, I had interests um, in numerous different areas. So I was not quite sure what I wanted to do. So I took a year off after graduating high school. Um, because I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I didn't want to jump into anything that I wasn't, um, really passionate about. Um, and my family, some of my family felt pretty strongly against the idea of college. Um, but I do remember seeing a commercial for YTI open house and I just thought to myself, I was like, you know, why not? I'm just, I'm going to go check it out. It's not going to hurt. Um, so I attended the open house and knew immediately that this was what I wanted to do. Uh, we did like a walkthrough of the the facility and spoke to some of the instructors. There were components of the program that I was worried about, but I told myself I would just figure it out when I got there. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a, that's a great uh, great story and gives us a lot to talk about. So, um, so Faith, when you're walking through the campus, what um, what really resonated? I mean, if you could create a picture for for our viewers, um, what really sort of stood out to you? Yeah. So. Um, as, as any other school, you know, you have the area where um, you have your lecture, um, it was open, you were able to see outside. Um, but as far as the hands-on portion, so we were able to see kind of what it looked like walking into like a, a veterinary hospital almost. There were exam tables and supplies and machines and things like that. Um, so it really just uh, made that um, physical aspect a little bit more real, knowing that uh, we were going to be able to work with something like that in the future. And um, it, it definitely added to, uh, the program for sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's great to hear you say that because I mean, all of our campuses, we, you know, we invest a lot of, um, time and, and, and other resources in, in the design and the development of those industry, what we call our industry modeled labs. And, and what we do is we work with our, our program advisory committee members to design the best possible learning lab a hands-on learning lab for our students um, so that when they do come to us, um, you know, as Faith indicated, you know, they are going to spend time um, um, in their lectures and, and having to read and, and watch videos and, and do other um, educational activity that's not necessarily in the lab. But then when they get in the lab, we want that lab experience to be as real-world-like as possible. And it's really great to hear Faith say that that was one of the um, I, I think deciding moments for her to make a decision to come to school. Well, you know, is why not? I mean, you go and you take your kids to tour colleges. You go, you want to look, you want to see, you want to feel, you want to smell. You got to do all those things. Mm-hmm. So why not go and and see the campuses and and 
experience it and see yeah. what things are going to look like. You know, it's a lot of online learning now, a lot of externships. Mm -hmm. um, so Faith, you must have also had a love for animals though, too. Yes. Yeah. So I um, grew up with plenty of dogs and cats um, and also had horses. Uh, once I got a little older, we had a, a horse farm um, and I spent a lot of time with my, my uncle who has since passed, um, but definitely um, from, from my parents and, and other family members always had a, a big passion for animals. So talk about you. So you start the program. What was that like? And then what happened? Yeah. So, um, the program was definitely, um, you know, um, I had to make a lifestyle change. So, um, I had to kind of make some adjustments with, uh, changing from a, a full-time, uh, five day a week worker, um, and had to, I, I picked my courses to be, um, 12 PM to 5 PM. So I was working in the morning and also working afterwards, just to be able to pay bills and stuff, just like any other adult. Mm -hmm. Um, but I dedicated a lot of time to, um, you know, studying of course, in, in the mix of, of all of that. Um, I did definitely experience a couple hardships. Um, when I was there, I did get into a car accident. I did total my car. Um, unfortunately, I had to Uber for nine months, which was immensely expensive. Um, that was that was definitely a curveball that I wasn't prepared for. Um, and then once kind of getting through that, I had uh, a loss in the family. My two-year-old nephew had passed away. Mm. I had a really, really hard time um, kind of dealing with that, as, as anybody would. Um, so it, it definitely domino affects some numerous issues and, and it led to, to my being dismissed from the program. Um, but this allowed me to kind of focus on some personal healing and I did um, have the opportunity to reapply three months later. Well, and I'm sorry for all the tragedy that you faced, but talk a little bit about how supportive the YTI staff was in understanding because things happen to people. You know, as you mentioned, you need to work. You lost your car, but still you figured out how to get to and from places with Uber. But talk about how the understanding of, of the faculty at YTI helped you get back into the swing of things, if you will. Yeah, um, it was it was definitely would not have been able to do it without the support of YTI. Uh, my parents were divorced at the time, and my mom um, was definitely not able to kind of assist in, um, you know, helping me financially or uh, with the vehicle all the time. So I was able to, um, you know, with YTI support, allowing me to leave on fair terms, but more importantly, the opportunity to try again. Um, the instructors helped me every step of the way before leaving the program and then after returning. When I did return, they had um, gave me some options for, um, you know, additional, like getting additional funds. Um, and actually, they were the ones to help give me the idea to start Uber. <laughs> um, so definitely not something that I probably would have been like, yeah, I'll go do this. But um, yeah, like you said, I, I, I had to find a way to make it work if I wanted it to work. And it took a lot of willpower, but I made it through. Yeah, no, it's a uh, it's a great uh, a gr it's a it's a great story. I, I'm also, you know, um, sympathies to you and your family for, for your loss and and, you know, and for, you know, the, your car accident as well. I mean, I I know how, um, uh, you know, that 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 situation in and of itself is is incredibly um, traumatic, I think, for 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 any one of us. And and trying to recover from that is, you know, it does take time. And, and uh, I'm glad that uh, we were able to 
you know, be there. Our, our faculty and staff were able to help you through that. But, um, you know, again, as I've said in other podcasts, I mean, um, you know, it's a 50-50 partnership between the school and the student. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful that you did not give up. So um, because, again, I think your, your story is, is very inspirational because I think a lot of folks can get to that point where something like this happens and, um, you know, they just uh, can't take the next step. Well, so. well you're yeah. right, Jim. And, and the other component of this is uh, because it's such an intimate environment, the instructors get to know the students, the students know the instructors. Mm-hmm. So there really is that one-on-one relationship where yep. some of the biggest schools, you're just a number sitting in a classroom, they don't know you, they don't right. know your name. So I think this really worked to your advantage. What were some of the challenges of, of the vet tech program? Um, you know, you talked about it's, it's just not easy, right? There's a lot of different things that you need to know and a lot of different components of it, like math and science. What do you, what advice do you have for folks that are tuning into this as to what they should really be aware of and the work that's involved? Yes, um, it is. It's definitely a lifestyle change. So just to have the mindset that, that that's going to be different. Um, for myself, I, I studied day and night. I'm a hands-on visual learner. Um, so I would write the notes in class during lecture. I read the book when I got home, and then I would rewrite my notes more detailed. Um, and those notes included drawing, you know, images and, and whatnot along with that, just as an, an extra kind of repetition to what I was learning. Um, the instructors love to say that repetition is the absolute key. They, they would say, you'll, you'll learn this, you'll learn it again and again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that could not have been more, more true. Um, this is definitely not a field where we play with puppies and kittens all day. It's quite the opposite. Um, it's, it's long hours, nights, weekends, cause you know, they need care on, on the, on the nights and the weekends as well, but it definitely took you know, 100% of me, um, dedicating this, um, you know, it, it was, it was my life, you know, it was, it was two years and I had to give it my all, um, to actually, you know, come out and, and be where I am today. But, um, repetition, repetition, yeah. <laughs> you're going to do it again and again and again. Right. Yeah. And, and I would imagine faith that, um, you know, learning the theory, you know, portion of, of the curriculum as well as then being able to practically apply it, you know, and again, hearing that you're a you know, hands-on learner, maybe a visual learner as well, you know, being able to see it and then actually do it. Uh, I'm sure that really helped, you know, you with many aha moments. I know for me, I tend to be a visual learner first. And then if I can actually practically apply the theory of what I've seen, um, you know, it, it really sort of cements sure, itself. Resonates, yeah. yeah, it resonates and cements itself. You know, and I can actually have some active learning. So I'm, I'm assuming that that was probably the same situation for you as well. Yes, absolutely. I, I did pretty good with math and I love science, but for some reason, my brain just did not want to wrap itself in, in, the, in the theory of it all. So it, it definitely took um, numerous ways of, of learning the material for me to finally start to understand. So let's talk a little bit about where you started. So you did your externships um, as part of the vet tech program at YTI. Um, where did you end up? And again, let's remind our, our viewers, you're 25 years old and you've already had a pretty impressive career path. So talk about where you started and kind of how you've evolved to where you are today. Yes. Yeah, so um, I, um, my, my mindset, you know, especially with, with just starting um, the program was that, you know, I'd have to start small. Um, and I tried general practice. I'm um, in a small practice in, in Hanover, Pennsylvania. 
um, and learned that I became pretty bored of that. Um, I'm a pretty fast-paced person. Uh, the practice that I was working at was only one doctor. They had two other uh, experienced technicians that kind of did more of the, the difficult tasks. But um, I definitely, I, I knew I wanted more from that. So I made a jump maybe three or four months after general practice into shelter medicine. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely loved it. I loved the the shelter medicine aspect part. They also had a high volume, low cost um, spay and neuter clinic. So we did um, primarily just dogs and cats, but we were doing anywhere from 40 to 60 surgeries a day. Wow. Um, so that was, yeah, that was my, um, that was a, a huge passion. That's I that's where I learned my advocacy for, for animals. Um, I, I, I loved it. I mean, I, I, I definitely still miss shelter medicine for sure. Um, but I was there for about two and a half years and um, kind of the same thing doing spays and neuters all day did kind of get very repetitive. And um, I, I, though I loved the job, I, I wanted more um, out of what I was capable of doing. So I made a, a huge jump into ER medicine and definitely found a true passion there. Um, wow. Go ahead. No, just amazing. Yeah. I mean, and you know, you, you talked about getting into ER medicine, and now that you're working with, um, you know, a practice where it's still a small practice, but you play a major role within that practice. Talk about that. So you're not only, you know, doing the work, and you've moved up as far as your expertise and experience goes, but you're also involved in management now. Yes. So I um, followed a doctor to. She actually opened her own. Um, ER and Shrewsbury uh, with, with two other partners because they wanted to, to be able to help more in the in the community and um, especially the financial aspect after COVID. Uh, it was it made a huge change to veterinary medicine. So I, I made a jump to um, Shrewsbury ER and I am now um, performing advanced technical skills and I am part of a management team. So I manage um, the controlled substances in the in the hospital, um, and I also kind of manage the the surgery department there because I I definitely have a, a special place for surgery in my heart. So um, that has that has been the management aspect of things has been a little bit over the last year, um, but the the environment is really what what led me to be able to grow um, my my advanced technical skills and, and my knowledge in ER medicine. Yeah, I mean, it, it. I mean, Faith, your story is is so Isn't it incredible. Yeah, it's it's so inspirational, and, and it is incredible. I mean, I, I'm curious. Um, I have a couple questions. I mean, my first question is: is what's a typical situation for ER? Um, you know, in terms of a dog or a cat coming in. Um, what or would, it's not just dogs and cats. She was telling me, right? Uh, you uh, you okay. do it all: snakes, okay. rabbits. Okay. Well, what's <laughs> yeah. what's yeah? What's sort of a typical emergency situation? Yeah, so um, especially, so the, it's, I mean, the, the emergencies are about the same, but like I said, ER medicine changed drastically after COVID. But, you know, we come into a shift. I work 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., and we have kind of like a, a period to catch up there first thing in the morning. But by noon, you have patients coming in, you know, they've been vomiting diarrhea, they're vomiting blood or, um, they're extremely painful or you have a dog that was struck by a vehicle this morning that's coming in. Mm. You have a dog that ate a rope toy and is in excruciating pain. Um, you know, we do a whole bunch of diagnostics from blood work, x-rays. We have ultrasound mm-hmm. um, to try to get a, a bigger picture of kind of what's going on. 
some of these patients end up end up needing, you know, splints for broken bones or surgery to remove those foreign materials or um, even just admitted on the hospital with um, IV fluids and supportive care. I have, um, we've had so many different types of emergencies, um, you know, come into the ER. I think the, the scariest one I had was a patient who had a, a wound repair around his neck and he was scratching at a wound and actually nicked his jugular vein. Oh, wow. And he came in, um, it, it definitely blew the second he walked through the door, which is what saved his life. But mm. it was all hands on deck and we saved his life and, and he left that hospital that night. It was, it was amazing. Wow. Oh, wow. It's, a, it it's, is amazing. It's just it, like your typical ER for people, right? Yeah. 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 Well, as I'm listening to it, I'm thinking this is what the ER you know, room is right, like you right, know, for humans. Right. But, um, so the other thing, the other question I wanted to ask was, you know, here you are, uh, you know, 25 years old, I mean, you know, maybe call it seven years from high school, um, you know, and you took a slightly different path. You took a gap year to sort of figure things out. Then you came to our school and, you know, and spent, you know, a little less than two years with us. And, you know, so that's that's three years and uh, you've been out of school seven. So so now you've you've been working, you know, in the field yeah. for four and you, you've really found your passion, which is great to hear. And it's just, it you know, it's, it's, it's really... Um, you know, from my point of view, it just it just continues to reinforce, um, you know, our education um, is is a really viable path for, you know, for many of um, many of the people, you know, in and around Pennsylvania, as well as, um, you know, other areas now that we're branching out with, you know, online programs. And it's just great to hear your success story, you know, at 25, that you're part of the management team and you're doing what you love. Yep. And, um, you know, when I think about, you know, folks that I know, um, you know, their 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 sons or daughters, you know, are graduating at 22 or 23, um, and and trying to you know figure it out a little bit. Um, Just trying to get a job, period. Yeah, yeah. and 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 here yeah. you are, you know, four years into, you know, the real world and and making a huge difference. Right. Let's also before we let you go, I want to talk a little bit about your mentor, um, yeah. because you know we all have different family situations. I know I can relate to the whole divorce thing and having to waitress and work during school. Uh, people are in those situations. Talk about how you also have a mentor that's helped you that was also a YTI graduate. Yeah, so um, I never really grasped the word uh, mentor until this last year. You encounter a lot of staff that that train you, but having a mentor is definitely immensely different. My mentor's name is Alexis Beard. I actually met her at the current ER that I'm I'm working at. Um, so this is about five years post me starting in the field. But having the mentor, I mean, they're like a parent. You know, they protect you, they teach you, and they support you as a human, but as a nurse as well. Mm-hmm. And I think this is so important in veterinary like veterinary medicine post COVID. Because you need a go-to person, and that person does not have to be a coworker or even in the same building. Um, you just need a positive person that wants you to grow as much as you want yourself to grow, essentially. So, I mean, I go to her, you know, I, I have a bad day or, you know, there's a case that's really um, heavy on my heart. Um, or if I, you know, I, of course, you know, an educational question or a technical skills question, she's definitely my, my go-to person. And she helps me kind of maintain like a healthy, uh, positive, um, not only just attitude, but like just outlook on the career because we definitely have bad days and sometimes those days turn into weeks and mm-hmm. um, you need that support system. And I, I, I think the most of my growth definitely occurred after having a mentor 
um, Lexi has taught me so much. And, and I, being 25 years old, um, definitely did not have any managerial experience coming into this position. And she has helped me grow in that aspect immensely. And I would, I will forever owe her. Yeah, we're going to um, get her on one of that. these podcasts, too, because she's yeah. another great success story. And then finally, but you're not done yet. Wait for this one. So Faith Smith, what's next for you? Yeah, so I have been kind of deciding um, definitely the potential hope for specializing um, in an area. I haven't decided if I'll specialize in surgery and anesthesia or if I'll specialize in the emergency and critical care aspect of veterinary medicine. Um, They're both definitely challenging and they take about three to five years to master, but it is definitely up there on the list. Wow. She's That's, not done yet. Well, and, and again, in <laughs> faith, you know, again, it, I'm, I'm just um, I'm so tickled to listen to your to your story, because um, I think so many folks feel like they have to go get it all, you know, in terms of your education. And and I'm just such a big believer of of continuous lifelong learning. And that and, and some of that's going to come in structured programs. Some of that's going to come with on the job. Some of that's going to come with continuing education. You know, oh, by the way, we, we do have a, a continuing education website, ce.porterchester.edu. We actually have our uh, verse, our first veterinary um, technician um, CE course on uh, it's a refresher on how to provide oral care for for pets. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're super excited about that. But um that being said, it's just it's great to see the progression of one of our graduates um, through their career, not only in work, but also in the pursuit of of specializing and and really finding um, face face uh, purpose and passion in, in her in her right. work and in her life. And um, and, you know, Jim, sometimes you don't always know that until you get there. Use faith yeah, experience. Yeah, you know, exactly. You know, this is great, but you know what? This isn't for me. So let's go to the next step. Go right. to the next step. And you figure it out. And as you continually learn and move up and, and move on, you know, you find that thing that just excites you. What you say you work 7 to 7, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day? That's that's what I'm scheduled. <laughs> um, but yeah. those, those shifts are very commonly about 14 hours long. Mm-hmm. And um, you better love what you do if you're going to work 14 hours a day, right? right. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, my longest shift was 32 hours long. So, wow. yes, yeah. I th- this is definitely, you know, I, I use the word passion pretty carefully because yes. um, passion is is more about sacrificing for something you deeply care about, not just yeah. a simple emotion. So, yeah. it's definitely... Well, yeah, no. It, it again. It's a great story, and I could ask. I could ask many, many I know. more questions. We could keep and, you here forever. And, and, and <laughs> yeah, and it's just it's you know everything that you've done is 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 really just. Um, I'm so impressed with your progression, and and I and I do want to wish you continued success, and uh, would would love to definitely have you you know back to the school either you know in some some form either physically or or on Zoom, and you know and again we've we've pivoted a little bit from the program that um, Faith was in. Where, whereby we now have a what we call an online hybrid program where it's basically lecture online and then students can um, do their clinical and lab work experience where they live. Right. B- because, again, we're trying to extend um, the, the opportunity te- and the flexibility yeah, is the, what it is. Exactly. Yes. We're trying to extend this program you know, to more and more uh, prospective students who, who share, you know, face passion in um you know, in animal care. And, and like she said, it's not just pet and dogs and, you know, dogs and kittens all yeah. day. I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's things and, and, and pets have become, you know, a, a real uh, big part of most Americans fa- uh, family. I mean, 
so much so that you know folks are willing to you know stand in front of adversity to um, you know to protect their pet. Absolutely, and do well, you do so, whatever you, I know? Yeah. I do whatever for my Teddy, and you love your yeah, dog too. Yeah, so, yeah. well, Faith, thank you so much, and we're going to try to get up there to Pennsylvania to see you in action too. Okay, so hopefully we'll be bringing that video um, to folks out there who who just love your story and and continued success. Like Jim said, keep up the good work, keep up the faith, and keep up the passion. Yeah. Hey, I, I appreciate it. All thank, right. Yeah, thank you. And I would just encourage all of our viewers, if you're interested in our vet tech program, um, go to yti.edu. Um, the next set of classes start October 24th. And I would encourage folks, don't wait, you know, get uh, get yourself enrolled if this is something that you want to do. Right. Look into it. It can't hurt. So we appreciate your time. And also we want to thank all of you for tuning in to this edition of Inside Career Technical Education. We'll see you again next time.